0: Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Natalie cutler Welsh, co-author of the new parenting book, If Only They'd Told Me. Hi, Nat. Welcome to Family Confidential. Thank you, Annie. Hi. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. We've got a really rainy day in New Zealand, so I was a bit drenched after dropping my boy at kindy.
0: Well, you know, I was reading on your website um that you've got a podcast and you've got a blog called if they'd only told me and you congratulations because your Kickstarter campaign exceeded its goal, which is really awesome, and that's to turn what you and your partner know about parenting into if only they told me the book right yeah it's been uh, it's definitely been a long time coming
1: um and that's kind of how we started out is writing a book and then in the interim, we created a blog and a podcast. For various reasons, but to build audience, but also to help people while we were going through the process of putting the book together.
0: And while you were going through the process of becoming parents and getting into the swing of things, I love the way you said, um, we're not experts, we're the best friends you never knew you had. It's just really very reassuring. And I want to ask you, okay, um, how old is your oldest child now? So my oldest is almost eight. Eight years in the making.
1: Okay. Yeah. And uh, what's your co-author's name? So Jackie Lockington. She's got
0: a boy who's eight and a girl who's five. Okay. So between you, you've got five children here yeah, and uh, lots of parenting experience. And so I want to know, what's your top three things that you wish someone had told you before or, you know, along the way?
1: Yeah. Well, there's so many things to choose from, of course, but... um. Our kind of part of our tagline, of course, you mentioned already, we 're not the experts, we 're the best friends you never knew you had, which is really important because we say to people it's not that we think we 're awesome it's that we found it super hard, harder than we imagined, and that 's pretty much why we wrote the book. Um, of course, we 're only in the, in the early years. So we, what we talk about is, if only they told me, we give you the real deal on all the things you wish you 'd been told about pregnancy, parenting, and relationships in the early years. Um, and so I'll give you if you want, I'll give you three tips and one for pregnancy, one for parenting and one for relationships. Okay,
0: let's go for the, pre- the pregnancy one first.
1: OK, so for pregnancy, I'd say it's really in the trying stage
0: I'm going to talk about
1: um, is a lot of people. They think, oh, you know, it's not the right time. I need to get the job and then I need to plan my maternity leave or I'm not quite old enough or I wanted to do this before I had kids. And my message really is there's never the perfect time to have a baby. Like it just doesn't exist. Something's going to be not quite right. So um, I think if you feel like you're ready and your partner's keen as well, then yeah, go for it because it can actually, for some people, take a lot longer than you thought. You know, for some people, they think, okay, we're ready. Let's do it. And boom. And then they're like, we're not pregnant. Another month goes by. We're not pregnant. And they start getting really stressed. Mm-hmm. And for some people, you, genuinely, it does take way more than a year. So I guess I'm saying there's never a perfect time to have a baby. And also, don't um, stress yourself out too much if it takes longer or happens quicker than you had planned.
0: Okay. This is good advice. Um, probably something you may, may need to remind yourself of several times during whatever period you're in because exactly. you know our emotions take over and we forget good advice. And that's why it's, it's really important to have these reminders and whether they be in a form of a, a blog, a podcast or a book that's right at your night table, it's like, oh yeah, that one. Okay. I need to calm down and, and not stress about this because I know from my work in, in stress research that stress can be a fertility inhibitor. So you definitely, if you're trying to have a baby, um, try not to stress about it because it may make it harder to happen. I know it's harder said than done, but, um, yeah, that's
1: definitely good advice.
0: Way easier said than done. Okay. So, um, you have this beautiful baby, congratulations. Um, what is something that you wish someone had told you about parenting in say the first six months? Yeah, well, um,
1: I think the biggest shock it's, I mean, it's a huge change for mom and dad, but really for mom, my advice is, um, embrace the rule. Don't try to fight it. Don't try to be all that you were before. I know a lot of people, myself included, I felt like I had to keep reminding people, yeah, I'm a mom now, but I used to be a project manager. you know. And I kind of like, uh. I was all trying to do it all and all that stuff. And I think it's like, people say it goes so quick, it does. But I, my message is just you know, take every day as it comes and don't try to do everything. So one of the acronyms that we have in the book, I'm really into acronyms, is OTAD, which means one thing a day. So in the early stages, just try to do like one thing a day. Meaning if you manage to have a shower in the first, you know, few weeks, you know, that's awesome. If you manage to hang out one load of laundry, tick, that's one thing you've done, you know, don't (laughs) expect to be able to do a million things like you used to. And just kind of enjoy instead of your role.
0: I'm laughing when you say, okay, if the one thing on your list today is to take a shower, (laughs) (laughs) I'm laughing because, um, when our children were young, but, um, not, infants but old enough for us my husband and I to go away on a on a uh an overnight away from them and we had a beloved babysitter who um was probably in her 20s at the time and when I came back she said oh my god Annie I can't believe you ever have time to take a shower you got to schedule it in <laughs> yeah because she couldn't figure out how you take care of two children and also find time to actually get into the bathroom close the door and have 5 minutes to yourself yeah. um, but mm-hmm. it does take practice so i love your your um idea here of you know set the goal um realistic And, and the bar much, much lower than, especially if you came from a full-time job where you were highly capable and competent and had a whole to-do list that you went through every single day. And here you are like, I'm, I'm moving at the pace of a slug. And then you start to feel like you're not doing anything, but you really are. Exactly. It's uh, and you
1: have to remind yourself, like you mentioned before with each, like the next child, again, you have to shift your expectations because you've had one and now they're two years old or whatever. And now you're going back to the baby mode and it's, and you're juggling too. So again, you have to reshuffle your expectations of what you're going to achieve in the day or, um, just your pace of
0: life. Okay. Now we know that things have changed in terms of the role of fathers in 21st century. Yay. Hooray for that. Um, but the truth is that because of the biological bond and nursing and those kinds of things, um, moms usually do time, um, holding baby with baby than dads do. And sometimes that, that impediment of only having one hand to, to do anything with kind of can cut down on your to-do list. So if, You, In terms of the impact, now we're moving into relationships, but the impact of a new baby on the couple, um, what do you wish they had told you? Yeah, I've got lots for that one. (laughs) One one of the
1: things um, in the early stages, I always encourage new parents to say, in the first two weeks, the mom needs to give the dad some awesome quality time. So I don't mean baby sleeping and dad's reading a book and mom goes for a walk. I mean like baby's awake. And dad takes the baby out or dad stays home with the baby while mom goes out. You know, at least it's, in the first two weeks, they you just need to give dad and dad that opportunity. Help him, you know, he'll get the confidence. The mom will have the trust. She'll have a bit of freedom. Um, not for hours and hours, but even just for 40 minutes or something like that. It's a really great way to just get yourselves both really immersed in the, in the, the parenting role. Okay. Now, one of the other things for relationships that I have is... Um, Something that I call the I love list, and it's a little activity. I know you like activities, Annie. So, this is an activity that we mentioned in our book, which is um, a great way to reappreciate each other as a partner. So, it's not sitting down and writing a list of all the things you love about your partner, it's sitting down and writing a list about all the things your partner loves to do, all the things that makes your partner happy. So, for example, I would sit here with a pen and paper, and my husband Matt would sit there. We'd have a piece of paper, and um, this is actually something we did, and that's why I made it into an activity in the book. And we wrote down—I wrote down everything that I thought made him happy, you know. And I said going sailing, um, going for a run, and and you know coming back super sweaty, like he's really worked himself hard. Um, riding his bike to work, you know, whatever, whatever. And I just made this big brainstorm list of all the things I know makes him happy, you know, rough, rough and tumbling with the kids on the floor, etc. Cooking, baking in the kitchen. He loves that, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he would similarly do a list for me. Um, having a hot bath without being interrupted, lying in the sun reading a book, etc. Hanging out with my friends. Um, and then you read it to each other and you realize, okay, we I totally know you. I totally know what you love and what makes you happy. And it's a reminder that we need to create those opportunities in our lives for each other to do more of those things that make us feel happy and make us want to give more love because we are feeling loved. So it's a really cool activity, the okay. I love list.
0: I, I love your I love list. Um, it shows that you understand, as you say, you know the other person. And, and what comes out of that is your um, intention to give them time to do what they love to do because that will make them a happier person. That will make them a happier partner and a better parent. Exactly. And um, because I, as you know, I, I do a podcast as well.
1: And that's one of the topics um, that pa- a lot of people don't talk about with parenting. They don't touch on the relationship thing. And for us, um, that's a huge part of it. We talk about the, the parent relationship, like the husband and wife or mom and dad. Um, but we also talk about the impact on friendships, uh, grandparents and everyone in between.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you're talking about this now. Yesterday was Father's Day here in the States Ooh. and um, our son and daughter-in-law just had a baby two weeks ago. Yes. And and so thank you. Both sets of grandparents and my daughter, who's the baby's auntie, went to visit. And um, it, it was just really lovely to have three generations of the family right there, but also to, to observe, my son in the role of dad on Mm. father's day, his first father's day, and to watch the dynamic between him and his wife and, and how they are partnering and, and really sharing what is an enormous amount of, of work and, and care and, and so much change and transition in, in their lives. And, and I, I really think that the idea of the primary relationship being the, the couple how, how, um, sacrosanct it is. And, and I've always thought this is the best thing that any, any set of parents can give to their children is, is the opportunity to watch what a loving relationship looks like. Yeah. Because a lot of kids grow up without that. That's right. That's right. And, um,
1: it is also in the early stages. Um, I I've seen this recently with some people that I've been helping, um, you know, they, the mother can fall into sometimes like a little bit of bitterness, a little bit of resentment that they didn't really expect, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and one of the little tips that I, that I often mention, one of my catchphrases is when the dad comes home from work, uh, this is at the stage when the mom's home with the baby, when the dad comes home from the work, the best thing that, that he can say when he walks through the door is what can I do to help? You know, he does. I mean, he can say you look lovely, but he does. But of course, he, we don't want him to say, what have you done all day? Why is the house so messy? But what no. But the magic words for a mother, you know, are what can I do to help? And even now with me, with Matt comes home, three kids, you know, three year old, five year old, seven year old. And if he says that to me, I'll be like, you know what? Can you bring the washing in from the line? Because it's going to rain or or another day I'll say, can you take over with the kitchen while I quickly take so and so to the toilet? It's not always the same thing because when your mother, you know, every minute is different, and even though you might have a routine, when the dad comes home, it in the in the spur of the moment, there's something you know. He can just say, "What can I do to help?" And you can just give him that. It's just so nice to not have to ask them, "Honey, can you do this?" If they offer. It's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And that's, and it's really helpful for the dad because the dad doesn't know what to do. You know, he arrives on the scene. He's not really sure what the situation is. Right. So if she just says, it would be great if you could do this. And she says it really nicely, not like Mm -hmm. in a fed up kind of grumpy way, then
0: all the better. No, really good. Really good way to come home and say, how can I help? Really Mm -hmm. excellent. So let's talk a little bit about the role of grandparents. Um... You know, you hear a lot about, and you have over, over the years, meddling mothers-in-law. Um, I don't know if that's a myth, like the, the mean stepmother or something like that. But um, how can grandparents, that the older generation who's done with their child-rearing years, how can they be of, of the best and most useful help to um, a couple with a young family? Yeah, well, there's lots of things they can do. Of course, there's ones that are in town. So there's
1: the grandparents that are in the same city. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's ones that are away generally. Um, so for example, both of ours in my family, they're away. So I live in New Zealand. I was born in Canada, but I live in New Zealand. My parents also live in New Zealand, but a different city. And my in-laws live in Australia. So when we see them, it's very concentrated. It's very hands-on. They're awesome. Like both are equally amazing. They're very hands-on parent grandparents. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what most, uh, most, Parents with young children would love the help, really. Um, but for grandparents, sometimes you have to, again, give them a little bit of direction about what you'd love them to do. And it's really like walking on eggshells a little bit for the grandparents. Sometimes it's hard because they want to give advice or, or some wisdom or tips. But sometimes that can really get the new parents back up if they feel like they're being judged. It's really tricky for the grandparents. But again, I'd say if they can say the magic words, what can I do to help or how can I help? That can be anything along the lines of, you know what, can you give me some advice about how you bathed the baby when they were so small? Or I'd love to know a story about, you know, my husband when he was little, like, tell yeah. me about that. Or maybe they totally don't want to hear about that right now and they just want you to do the dishes. Yeah. So the magic words can be really helpful.
0: I love it. And it, it seems like what, what we're talking about here is a willing spirit on the part of either the partner and or grandparents or aunts and uncles, when you come into a family with young children, um, not to take necessarily the point of view that you're a guest in their home. You right. are a guest, but not the kind of guest that needs to sit down there and be waited <laughs> on. But obviously there's a lot of stuff going on here. And and to have those magic words right at the tip of your lips and just say, hi, so glad to see you. How can I help? Yeah. I think you will exactly. be welcomed, right? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be welcome back at any time. At <laughs> any time. Great. Um, so we have just a couple of minutes left, Nat, and I wanted you to tell us just a little bit about where our listeners can find out more about what you and Jackie do and, um, yeah, connect with your network. Yeah. So we've got a, a great buzzing Facebook page and it's uh, Facebook slash
1: IOTTM, which stands for If Only They Told Me. We're also on Pinterest, uh, busy on Pinterest and on Twitter. So again, it's slash IOTTM for both of those. Um, but our website is if only and it's if only they'd, and we actually got both of the domains. So if only they'd told me with a D or if only they told me with no D. Okay. We've got both. So you'll find, you'll be able to find us and we've got blogs. We do a weekly blog. We do a weekly podcast. So we've got over 112 episodes on our wow. podcast now covering a whole range of topics. Um, And it's just to help people, of course. And then our book is available on Amazon as well as local bookstores here in New Zealand.
0: That's fabulous. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk to you. I'm sure that all of this is going to be very helpful for parents during pregnancy, early years, and and moving on. Um, It's good stuff that you're doing. Thanks a lot, Nat. Thanks, Annie. It was so nice to talk to you. Likewise. This is Annie Foster, Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, visit AnnieFox.com, where you can check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. And tune in next time when my guest will be Wendy Young, award-winning child and adolescent therapist. We'll be talking about divorce, kids, and parents, and how to make a smoother transition through a rough time. Until next time, happy parenting.